Episode 53, Erica Ballard, The Bee Method. Welcome to Gut Plus Science. Analytics about people. Insights for executives. Truth you can act on. A high-energy, fast-paced, results-oriented exchange featuring employee engagement evangelist and CEO, your host, Nikki Llewellyn. Yeah, that's right. It's episode 53 of Gut Plus Science today. Yes. And we've got another unique topic for you. We're talking all about health and how when we take care of ourselves and optimize our body, we can be the most engaged in our work. Of course, if other engagement factors are met, but think about it. You could have work so full of meaning, but you are constantly tired and unfocused. So we're about to hear how the top performers do it. What do they eat? How do they think? How do they think about their health? How do they sleep? How do they exercise? How do they squeeze all this in? There are so many myths out there. And as leaders, we're going to talk about why it is so important to understand this health topic and the truth about energy and promote it to your people. Ultimately, energy equals money. And Erica Ballard is going to tell you all about it. She's traveling the world, talking health, and you might have seen her recently on a, on a TV segment as her knowledge and passion fire people up to change. So this show, as you know, is all about employee engagement. How does our health impact engagement levels at work? I mean, when you think about it, your five to nine affects your nine to five. So it affects it in the biggest way possible. Because what I hear a lot from employers are people are coming in and they're not ready to work. They need a pot of coffee. They need to, you know, uh, they need a couple hours to warm up. And that's because they're not getting good sleep and they're not getting good sleep because they're not putting the right things in their body or they're not moving appropriately or they have really high stress levels. So the answer to that is everything as far as I'm concerned, because if you don't feel good, you're not going to do good. And so this is why for me, I'm so crazy or an evangelical about employees getting healthy and employee engagement and health, because that allows you as the employer to have more productive and happier people in your workplace. Absolutely. And I love how you just opened up five to nine affects your nine to five. How true is that? We talk all the time in the show about how we have to think as leaders about the whole human, not just the hat that they wear at the workplace, which is a huge part of our lives, but the things that we're doing outside of it, whether that is, you know, everything from financial stress to, you know, grief and loss issues, but for goodness sakes, absolutely our health. If we don't feel good, we could learn all the sales training techniques in the world or how to be a great operations leader. But if we don't have the energy, we ultimately can't truly apply that stuff. So I'd love to hear from you, Erica, because I know you work with teams um, to develop teams and, and optimize them. You know, is there a direct relationship between our health and productivity at work? And I'm pretty sure we already said that, but how big is that? Big is the answer, <laughs> but when you look at it, like different mechanisms, right, um, induce different results. When we think about health, we often think about fitness and working out. And people who work out, they're they're on average about fifteen percent more productive. Studies find um, when they're working out, moving their body, when they show up at work. Now, if you eat healthy, it's a twenty five percent increase, which is quite significant as far as I'm concerned. And especially since, I mean, you say this stuff all the time is the employee is coming in and they're only at 50, 60% productivity. What if you layered on good eating, healthy food, that's 25% more and then moving their body, that's another 15. I mean, you've almost completed the puzzle. So it, as I just said that, I'm like, that is the missing component. That other 50% really is people taking care of themselves. 
Okay, Erica, so we're going to get to what I know fires you up, which is all about the myths that come with a healthy lifestyle. So you just said, you know, it's it's a lot about eating healthy even more than the working out. And so let's just start to paint a picture of what does eating healthy look like and what does, you know, workouts from, you know, how often and what kinds of things should we be doing? So here's the thing is when you think about energy and when you think about weight loss, it's 80% food, 20% movement. It's 80% food and it's 20% movement. And that's not like some cute phrase that I came up with. I mean, there's six mechanisms in the body in which you can burn energy. One of them is working out. So if we don't start to get the equation right, we are never going to show up with the energy or the body because some of us are vain and you know what I mean, that we actually want. And so that's the huge piece for me that's always missing is we're always looking at like, I can outrun this burger. No, you can't. You never could. And I don't know why you think you still can. That all being said, I do know why you think you can because that's what the marketing looks like. So before even getting into like what is healthy food looking like, we have to be really clear that if you want to lose weight, if you want to feel better, if you want to have more energy, if you want to have less stress, it is not like working out is not going to get you there. It's going to be your food. And then from a health perspective, as we were um, joking about a little bit before getting on this podcast is I'm going to make a lot of vegetarians and vegans mad because it's not plant-based. Like when we think about healthy eating, everyone's like, oh my God, it's plant-based. Like I must be vegan to be healthy. I can't give up my meat. No, no one ever like, no, that's not true. (laughs) That is not our biology. I mean, let's take it all the way back. That is not our evolutionary design not to eat meat. That is not a thing. So it's really important that we, that all being said, I don't think carnivore or keto or eating a bunch of meat is also the answer. But when you look at the blue zones of them, almost all eat some type of, of meat except for the stuff in um, America. So when you look at like what is healthy, when you're what, literally tactically, like look at your plate, it should be 75%, 75% vegetables because they still are good. Um, and then 25% of it should be a protein and a fat. And that can look like a tofu, but it also 100% can look like a piece of pasture raised chicken if you want it to be and ideally a little bit more dark meat than lean meat so that you get that fat on it. Okay. I love that. And we're going to break all this down because full disclosure, guys, I hired Erica as my health coach just a couple of months ago. And I have seen just crazy results to a place where we had to work on my sleep, like just making sure that I could sleep because the energy was just so out the roof. So I want to talk about, let's go a little deeper, Erica, into a lot of the myths out there around the 80% food thing. Like I love how you said 25% protein and fat, 75% veg, which is great. But let's break this down because one of my greatest learnings was you go to Whole Foods, you see a big aisle of uh, bars, right? And so for people that are on the move all the time, like a lot of people on the show, what do you eat uh, when you're you're on the go? Things that don't necessarily have to be refrigerated when you're not at the office, you know? And so bars were huge for me. And I thought, oh, you go to Whole Foods, buy whatever bars, all are good. Well, Erica basically told me there's like two or three that are even okay to be eating. And so whether it's that, Erica, or, you know, we use apps to manage our life like MyFitnessPal, and we track all of our stuff to be able to make sure that we're breaking even from our calories, right? And another just huge myth. And so many people struggle and go up and down and, you know, the whole rebounding thing. Can you just talk about some of those myths and then tell us some of those tips that I've learned um, to help these people that are on the run all the time and want to know the best stuff? So I think the first one you hit hit on when you're talking about the MyFitnessPal is we believe that if we if we count calories, we'll lose weight. And here's the deal. Anyone who's ever counted calories, has it worked for you? 
and you're going to say yes when I do it. But if it doesn't work long term, does it work? No. So calorie counting calories clearly doesn't work because the people listening to this podcast are hard workers. They're high achievers. They do the things that are asked of them and it doesn't work. It means that you're not broken, but the system's broken. And so the interesting thing about calories is your body's lazy. Like everybody's body's lazy. Nick, yours is minus two. And um, what I'm what I mean by that is calorie in is dependent on calorie out. So when you put on put food in your body, your body will be like, okay, cool. This is how many calories I have to expend because I'm lazy. I don't want to actually get to the fat burning to the like the harder mechanisms because when I do that, that means like she or he really needs it. So calories in, calories out, counting, like that stuff just doesn't work because back to the six mechanisms in your body, only one's working out. So you're only really moving the needle in one way when you do that. So that's a huge one. The other piece too are these bars that you talked about is we look at anything now, like food marketers are amazing in the fact that if it's gluten-free or it's plant-based or they can slap all natural on, on things and we're like, okay, this is so good for me. But it's it's not. Like when we look at a food label, like the only thing for me that's really relevant on that food label is sugar. So when you flip it over, you want to be looking at the amount of sugar and the added sugar for the groups or companies that are willing to show that component of it. So these bars, we often eat them and we take them on the go, but they're just full of sugar. And yeah, maybe they're full of dates, which makes you feel a little bit better, but it spikes your insulin. Because when you're going from like, like when you're thinking about weight loss, again, it's not calories in, calories out. It's how much fat can I burn? And the more sugar in your system, the less fat you're burning. And so I was actually just at a conference and David Asprey was at it. And when I think about bars, I eat so many bulletproof bars when I'm traveling or on the go. Like those things are the absolute best for that type of stuff. Other things that I eat are Epic bars. Like I eat a lot of Epic bars when I go run around trying to get from place to place. And while I don't often eat Quest bars in a pinch if necessary, I'll grab one of those too because those are also lower sugar higher quality ingredients um, than what we typically grab when we go get a Lara bar or an RX bar, which for the record, don't even taste that good. Like most people hate them. And I, I'm really big on taste. Like it's got to feel good. Like you got to feel good when you eat it and it's got to taste good. That's the only way it's going to stick. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. So Erica, what's the rule of thumb on the sugar count that we're looking for? We want to be under what? And then what about like for the total day? What should be, where's our limit? So your body can only handle about a tablespoon of sugar, period. And so that also includes your carbs when you're eating processed carbs. So when you look on the back of a label, you don't want to have any more more than about 8 to 12 grams of sugar in the item that you're eating. Otherwise, you're going to spike your blood sugar. And that's when we get that afternoon crash. Like everyone's like, oh my gosh, it's 3 p.m. It's just a thing. No, it's not. It is not a thing. <laughs> like the thing is you ate too much sugar. And so when you're looking at that or if you have a 3 three o'clock or four o'clock dip, it's because you're eating too much sugar. And it's because the food that you're eating tends to have more than eight to 12 grams of sugar in it each time you eat. So when you think about how much sugar should you have or how much carbs should you have, the reality is the answer is it, it depends. Um, I think when it comes to sugar, like we don't need it as humans, like it is completely unnecessary. That being said, like I eat cookies too. So sometimes, like I always say, if you're going to eat it, just commit. But in our day-to-day -day life, we really don't need to eat sugar and that much carbs. But like for particularly for women, like eating carbs a couple times a week, usually afternoon to keep your energy up is not a bad thing. It's just not having it be half of your plate 
yeah, not having it be half of your plate, like we've been taught to believe that like a quinoa bowl is really the best or steel cut oats really is the best breakfast for everyone. Like, no, it's not. You want to really be looking at eating, minimizing as much sugar as possible, even the sugar alternatives, whether it's stevia, honey, that stuff's okay, but it's like the best of the worst. Um, and then from a carb perspective, it's not like, don't go all carb, like low carb or no carb for the rest of your life. That would be impossible, but cycling it in ideally afternoon, uh, to keep your energy high. Okay. Good stuff. So you said eight to 12 max on the sugar, um, is what we should be looking for on the label. And then just real quick, a couple of other tips you talked about bulletproof bars. What are a couple other things we can throw in our bag that are just good to help fill us up and have that high fat content that you talk about? So that's another thing too, is we often talk about high protein, but really fat is what keeps you satisfied. So I think when, when on the go and moving around, um, not only does it keep your insulin levels low, um, as it, it also keeps your energy a bit higher and it keeps you fuller longer. So I'm a really big fan of nuts. So almonds, cashews, not peanuts, <laughs> not peanuts, pecans, walnuts, things like that are really nice. And you can get them already prepackaged, individually prepackaged packaged if you're like so scared that you'll eat too much. Um, the bulletproof bars are really great. I'm trying to go through Nikki, like what did I have in my bag this past weekend when I was traveling? Um, I had like, I love cracklins. I love pork rinds, but really high quality ones. So like the Epic ones are really great. And then I, I mean, I travel with fruit too. I mean, that fiber will really keep you full. And for some reason people will say like, Oh, but it's not, you know, I can't have a banana. Like Lord, a banana never made you fat. So if you want to have that fine, like it's going to be better than, than, you know what I mean? The ding dong or the lar bar that you're going to grab or whatever it is. Um, I don't think people eat that anymore, but like, it's way better than the kind bar that, or cliff bar that we think is healthy. Um, and also like apples. So I think we often try to overcomplicate it, but most of us really do know what health looks like from like the very basic standpoint. So grab the vegetables, grab the fruit, throw it in your bag. That apple's not going to take up too much room. Good stuff. So how this all ties in, guys, is you think about engagement. And so many times we see employee engagement and then a picture of snacks sitting next to it or pizza parties, ice cream, all of these things, right? So as Erica talked about, having that afternoon lull is happening because of the way that we're eating. And so if we have ding-dongs or donuts or you know all kinds of things that are unhealthy sitting around the office, and that's what the employees are eating while we're there. And then we're challenged by why they're not doing more of the, you know, activity they need to do to hit their goals. It's just, you know, pretty strategic to think about, gosh, we as leaders could do this a little differently and order different snacks to be able to help with that optimization. So really good stuff, Erica. And I think for me, just a couple of key takeaways are that watching that eight to 12 on the sugar count, and then just understanding that that is good. I was that person that used to always buy fat-free everything. And really you look at that and then the, the ingredients is just so much fake stuff to make it that way. And, and just, you know, eating things as that natural form and full of fat, it has changed my life. So thanks for sharing that, Erica. I want to go into the movement side because you talked about there's really six ways to get mo movement. And we often think like working out is everything, but it's just one of the six. So can you talk a little bit more about that? So here's the thing. Your body is brilliant. It's the smartest computer on the face of the planet. Like it literally, like you didn't have to tell it to turn on its heart. You didn't have to tell it to blink. You didn't have to tell it to breathe. It takes care of all of that. And it does that because there's internal mechanisms that you turn on by food and or off by food and limiting your stress. And so this your metabolic rate is really more so dependent on what you eat and how calm you are than it is about anything else. Um, and so when I think about that, you were talking about the ingredients component of these foods is 
your body understands real food. And I think it's almost funny that we have to specify real food, but there's so much fake food out there. And so in order to flip on the majority of the things that will keep you healthy, that will keep you low stress, that will up your energy, it's really about putting in food that your body recognizes. Because when you like really think about it, processed food has only been around for a hundred years, but your body, like our bodies have been around for thousands. So there's no way that we're ever going to be able to maximize the processed food we put in our body in our lifetimes because evolution doesn't work that fast. So that to me is just a really important piece is, is your body's doing things without some of your input, quote unquote, but the input is actually your food because the only way, like when you really think about this getting a little weird, but like one of the only ways your body communicates with the outside world is through your food because the only thing on the outside that gets put into your body is food. It's the communication between the two. That's why little babies, if you have seen a baby or have a baby, they put their, they put everything in their mouth because that's how your body takes in information. Like the food you put in it is literally the information you're giving it because it's the tube that connects to you in the outside world. Does that make sense? Absolutely. That's really good. And I want to take us down a path of our mindset around our health. Um, so for example, we hear people say, oh, I'm on a diet right now. That's why I'm eating this way, you know, or different, just different mindset things that really, because of the way we're thinking, it's not working. And so can you talk about that a little bit? This one's so huge. You don't really necessarily have a food problem. You have a mindset issue. So, and I think that goes for everything. We all have these different blocks and like for a lot of women in particular, and I think this is true too for men is we have this, I'm not worthy or it's not worth it, or it'll never be, or it'll never happen for me. And it's, cheesy as the line is, whether you think you can or you can't, you're right. I mean, as high achievers, we do so much work on our mindset around our business. And we think that we don't have blocks in other areas, but the way you do one thing, right, is the way you do everything. And so if you have blocks in these other areas, naturally, it's going to show up in your plate somehow. And so uh, what's really important is when you start to grab the food, when you start to overeat, when you start to stuff yourself, whatever it is that you're doing that you don't want to be doing. I mean, really step back and think about how this is tying to greater areas of your life because your world is really on your plate. Like that is what is happening. Whenever I overcommit, like you better believe I overeat like it. And I will have to catch myself. I say this and I love this line. Um, it's from Dr. Joe Dispenza is your body is your walking subconscious. So if we don't deal with our issues, we are going to stuff ourselves or starve ourselves or treat food like it is something more or less than what it is. And so I think it's really important that you, like the listener, if you have, if you are overweight or you have issues with food, is really diving into like, what is the connection between that and what I think about myself and the outside world? Because usually if you can get that right, the food takes care of itself. So let's go down this path of uh, talking about workplaces that are healthy and how we see much more productivity out of people because ultimately that's what we're try trying to tie together with the show. So give us some examples of your work. This is kind of a selfish moment time. So whether it's a high performer individual and the story about how you've helped them or you know another one about the workplace, we'd love to hear a little bit about your work. For me, it's all about helping people increase their energy because the more energy you have, the more money you make. Like that's just a thing. And so when I look at it, some of my favorite moments is I work with a lot of high performers, a lot of entrepreneurs. I'm thinking of a client right now. Um, and I literally kicked her out like with lovingly about a month ago. Cause I'm like, you've got this, like you totally have it. Like she came in, she's a speaker and a trainer. Um, she was counting her macros. She had, you know, she had those dips at three o'clock. 
And she was trying really hard to kick meat from her diet. And so we worked together for about six months and she was able to leave knowing that like already losing weight, but continuing to lose weight, moved her energy level steady throughout the day. So instead of the dip, she actually has been able to keep it steady, keep it level, and then actually increase it and then have the quote unquote willpower we often talk about and the commitment to make the best decisions for ourselves. Like she's so in tune with her body. She knows when something's off and she knows how to either course correct or to like take it easy that day, which I think are, are both fine options. I have another client. I've been working with him for a year. He's a CEO of a financial company in, um, in Toledo. And when we started, he was sleeping four and a half hours, which everyone's like, I don't need to sleep. I'll grind through it. No, you need to sleep. Like you are smarter and better when you sleep and that you can get more done. I mean, I can go on a rant about sleep, but anyways, he started at about four hours for 20 years. He is now at six and a half to almost seven uh, most days, which is amazing. And he is stronger than he's ever been before. He's like, he does jujitsu. So he's like rolling with people half of his age. He is stronger than he's ever been. He has more energy. He's having more fun and business as he like literally said yesterday, like a business hasn't even come close to suffering. By sleeping more, moving more, eating better, he feels better, is getting more business and feels great because of it. So these are the things that really, you know, make me want to continue doing this type of work because I want to help the high performer. Like the people who you, know, you are a great example, like you want to do something in this world. And it's my job to make sure you can do that and you can do it as long and as hard as possible. And so that's just for me, that's everything. And I really enjoy working with people who want to do that. And I feel very blessed that I get to do that. And you're very good at what you do. And, you know, I just wanted to kind of tie together a, a question or a comment that I know you get a lot. And I know that I was in this boat is, you know, how do I have time to do all of this? You know, all the shopping, prepping, the the movement time and everything. And ultimately, I'll just hit that one. You know, the the more that we concentrate on this stuff, guys, about eating right and moving our body how we need to, we're going to maximize every minute that we are working because when we don't feel good or we're stressed at work or stressed at home or whatever, ultimately we're not maximizing our time. Like half of it is just wasted or even maybe more than half of it. And so Erica, you know, this has been so good. I want to end on at the topic around workplace stress and how big our food and what we drink and just what we put in our body how big is that relationship between our overall stress and how we take care of our body? Well, it's, it's huge because what we talked about earlier is your, what you put in your body is your conversation with the outside world as far as your body's concerned. And so when we put in healthier food, when we put in things that don't tax your body, your body's able to chill out. It's able to calm down. It's able to then help you calm down because I mean, stress is right the number one health issue for most employers, and it is heightened by us having an inflamed body. Our insides are inflamed, and our brain and our gut are connected. And so, if you have an inflamed gut, you better believe that your brain's going to suffer. And so, you're going to get more stressed out. You're not going to be able to do the things that you want to be doing. You're going to be spinning your wheels. You're not going to be thinking as as well and as smartly as you want to. And so, when I think about stress and how important it is to deal with it. I love the food component of it because that is the first key to bringing it down because you're able then to reduce the inflammation. You're able to start thinking clearly. You're able to calm down internally. So then you can start to move into the external piece and actually show up at work the way you want to not be bothered by crazy situations that are completely inevitable in the workplace and in your life. But often it all starts by putting the really like 
really good information into your body so it feels safe so it feels like it can handle it so it feels that like you're in it together so that you really can be so good so a couple things that you said today they're just major takeaways you know one is energy equals money and so the output that we're trying to help our teams create and the whole reason of driving engagement is to optimize our people and we just learned today and you know maybe you know reconfirmed how big our health is so as leaders what kinds of food are we putting in our offices for our people to eat? And are we making sure that they have enough sleep and rest? And just all of these things that looking at the whole five to nine affects your nine to five, all of that as an employer we're responsible for. And this show is all about helping us to see it's the whole human approach. So this was fantastic, Erica. Thank you so much for your energy today. We're going to take a quick break here from our sponsor message, and we'll be right back with what we call our lightning round, where we'll get to hear a little bit more about Erica and how we can connect with her after the show. We'll be right back. Custom Concrete has been creating foundations for the finest homes, commercial buildings, and industrial facilities throughout central Indiana since 1969. Builders, contractors, and homeowners rely on our expertise because so much depends on getting it right. Our knowledge and control of all aspects of the job, from excavation to waterproofing to backfill, means that extra value is built into every project. Codes don't drive our business. Excellence does. See the difference at customconcrete.com. Okay, Erica, so we're back on Gut Plus Science. This is our lightning round. So it gives us a little opportunity to get to know you. And then, of course, people can connect with you on LinkedIn and, and get to know you even more, hopefully, afterwards. But what is your favorite book or one that you'd recommend to our listeners today? So I feel like I should do a health book, but I will tell you, I just read The Obstacles the Way, and I think it is so good. Like I read all the time, but that book recently has stood out as something that I think is really, really wonderful to be reading. The obstacle is the way. Great. Awesome. We're we'll add that to the to the list. How about a favorite vacation spot? I, I spent 30 days in Peru. So I gotta say, Peru is has been, I think it's taken the cake for favorite place I've been. Great food I hear too. Oh my the ceviche, all day. I could eat it all day. Yum. Favorite hobby when you're not working? Traveling. Would probably like traveling for sure. I really like to see whether it's America or other areas of the world as much as I can. All right, guys. So you probably heard my personal endorsement to Erica on the show today as she is my health coach. I recently hired her just a couple months ago and my main goal was to get to a certain size consistently. And so just last week I was up to the test as I hasn't had an event to go to. And I asked for all of the, that size at the store that I went to and every single one of them fit. So now it's to maintain and try to get stronger, um, or I will get stronger working on a, a plan to do that with Erica. And so I can't recommend her enough. And here's where it all ties in. And I tried to reiterate this over and over is as leaders, we can give the best training programs, the most coaching and mentorship and all of that. But if our people don't feel good, if they aren't sleeping right, if they don't eat the right things, and if we have snacks and lunches that are causing that afternoon crash, ultimately we're responsible for our people. And so just thinking about that stuff and, you know, bulletproof bars have been such a game changer for me. You know, it, I barely eat anything until about two o'clock in the afternoon with like intermittent fasting and a bulletproof bar. And my energy is just out the roof. So we've got to do that for our people. Here's the truth you can act on that. I'm taking away from Erica today. I hope you got lots out of this. Number one, our five to nine affects our nine to five. 
And it's so important to, as leaders, it's the, again, reiterating that whole human approach. We have to look at how can we optimize our people by pouring into their whole life and hello, eating and drinking is a huge part of that. So the education we can give or what we feed them at work, it's just huge. Um, number two, 80% is our food. 20% is our movement, which is, you know, myth. That's like a typical myth, right? That we think, oh, I'm just going to work out. I can eat anything I want. Well, there are probably some people out there that can do that. I don't know about forever, but for the majority of us in statistics say 80% is our food. And then Erica broke it down and said, okay, when you're looking at your plate, 75% should be vegetables and then 25% protein and fat. And so, you know, you think about avocados and fat or, you know, certain fats that we have in our meats, they're good for us. Fat is good. And it is um, something for us to watch just like sugar. When Erica talked about making sure that when we're looking at the sugar count um, between eight and 12, that would be, that would be the max. And so some of those things like bulletproof bars have like three grams of sugar. Wonderful. And lots of that. Um, and ultimately she talked about 20% of movement uh, is movement and there's six ways to get movement. So one of them is working out. So what are the others? We should probably contact Erica and talk through that. And number three, energy equals money. Let that sink in. Think about how if we optimize our people at work and they have higher energy, ultimately we're going to be making more phone calls, seeing more clients, having better interactions. So guys, I hope you enjoyed this. It was a unique show on Gut Plus Science today. And I encourage you, if any of this resonated, definitely reach out to Erica. She's awesome. She's got some great videos online too. So follow her on LinkedIn and Instagram. We just left the world a little bit better. Now go do something with it.